Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. Peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and chocolate, eggs and cheese, rice and beans, there are certain combinations that crush it every single time. And near the top of that list, coffee and adventure. It may be a bold move to claim coffee. It's pretty universally beloved as evidenced by a quick Google search telling me that coffee is a half a trillion dollar global industry. But I'm sorry, our outdoor community has a unique tie to the daily, if not multiple times a day, ritual of drinking coffee. For example, last week I went bikepacking with four of my friends. When we were making plans and talking about meals, the thing we talked about the most? Coffee. How we were going to make it, who was going to carry the tools to be sure we had it, We never questioned whether or not we would have coffee. It was simply how it was going to get made. Although we did have one guy with us who doesn't drink coffee. But you know, it's okay. Everyone has their deeply rooted faults that probably needs decades of therapy to resolve. He'll get there one day. So what is it about adventure and coffee? Why do they pair so well together? To find out, I reached out to the founder of Adventure Journal, Steve Casimiro, and asked him to come back on the show. As you may already know, Steve and his wife Joni just launched their own coffee company called Long Weekend. Steve was already a huge coffee enthusiast and Hall of Fame outdoor media veteran with an incredible background in human-powered adventures, so he is the perfect person to bring in on this topic. So let's get going. I'm Colin True. Welcome back to The Rock Fight. Go brew up a fresh pot because today we take a look at the intersection of coffee and adventure with Steve Casimiro. So we are back. Here on the Rock Fight with Steve Casimiro. We're talking coffee today. Steve, how are we doing? We are doing most excellent, Colin. Thank you. So we are here to talk coffee, though, in addition to adventures, because I freaking love coffee, like not in a totally obsessive way. I'm, I'm not the guy. I, my brother uh, actually is a makes pots of coffee all day long and is just constantly drinking coffee. I'm like I'm an at a cup and a half a day guy. I tend to drink more when I travel. Minimum one, though, you know, maybe two with the afternoon cortado at my local hipster coffee shop. That's next to the climbing gym I go to. But uh, and I'm also fortunate that my my undiagnosed ADHD means that caffeine doesn't wake me up. In fact, it helps me sleep so I can drink it any time of day. We're going to Italy in in, uh, in June. So I'm like, yeah, bring on the evening espressos. I'm good. But um, wow, <laughs> outside of anything kind of outdoor related because we'll get to that talk to me about about you and coffee because like you, you've started a coffee brand so there's got to be a history there yes yeah, so uh i just started a brand called long weekend coffee and um uh i've been passionate about coffee since um well i was gonna, it probably isn't true to say since my first sip because when i tried it when i was young i didn't like it but um <laughs> speaking of italy um my actually it coffee and adventure my first taste of coffee where i got hooked i was actually in the dolomites um Mm -hmm. i was in my late 20s i was on a uh, assignment for powder magazine um i was doing a ski traverse of the dolomites from south to north and so we would do a combination of skinning up skiing down taking lifts taxis whatever it was it was sort of like any vehicle um, and make this massive traverse. And I was in, I can't remember the name of the refugio, but it's a big one um, on the north side of the Marmolata, which is the biggest peak in the Dolomites. And um, I was like, you know, I, I didn't like coffee when I was 18 or 19, but I'm like, you know, if ever I was gonna, you know, try coffee, like this 
this is the place. Is the place. Yeah. This is the moment. And it was after, um, you know, a long day of skiing and I had an espresso and it was just, it was like the emojis at the top of my head, just like went completely off and it was, it was late in the day. So I was up all night and, um, <laughs> I don't have your, uh, that gift that you have. Um, and I was hooked and I don't, I, anything that I do, I tend to overdo. So that was, that was the beginning. And um, my whole uh, adult life since then has been about, you know, kind of chasing good tasting coffee, but without being like a, a snob or elitist about it, I don't have right. a super, um, super fine tuned palate, you know? So for me, it's like, as, as long as it's not a gut bomb and it's warm generally, you know, I'm, um, and I like it black and um, uh so yeah, it's 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 fueled everything. And um, so, what's your cup? What's the preferences at home? Like, what's the first couple of days? Is it just a straight drip? Are you a French press guy? Like, how do you how what, how does the day start? That's the most important one, right? Yeah. Well, um, everyone is important. It's like my children. <laughs> there, I have no favorites. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I make an espresso while I'm making my drip. Basically, is how it starts. And. Um, you know, if I were just going to have like a really nice quality cup in the morning, um, I'm not sure what I would do. I might, I might, I mean, I, I might do a pour over, um, but I have a routine and it's mm -hmm. sort of like, um, let's like, let's jumpstart it. it. It's like a, you know, it's like a, a jump start with the espresso getting into the mass quantity with the with the drip and gotcha. so we split we split a we split a big pot and um i know that's a sacrilege for some people but it's we do half decaf and half calf um and uh if it were me it would probably just be all caffeinated but actually joni sort of blows up if she has too much caffeine so um we just enables us to drink more. You know, this is the same way we can talk about decaf if you want to at some point, but like it just, yeah, enables me to drink more luscious coffee. So, um, right. you know, right. without like having a freak out mid morning. I love all coffee. I love weak diner coffee where you're going to sit there and just drink cup after cup after cup. And it is basically hot water with a little coffee flavor. I like drip coffee. I like French press, bring out any form. There's a way to appreciate all of it. And so I think this, this needs to be a welcoming environment for coffee. Right. Because I think there's a place well, for all it of that. does. Yeah. And, you know, we can talk more about, you know, this nexus between adventure and coffee. But, you know, one of the reasons that I structured the branding of Long Weekend the way it is, is, um, you know, I wanted to create blends that are really forgiving and, um, uh, of whatever process that you want to make. They're just, they're not fussy blends. Right. right you know, right. and, and, you know, our target customer is, you know, to a great extent, it's the adventure journal audience, hopefully broader than that. But, um, you know, it's people who are, you know, using their jet boil in the back of their outback or whatever, you, you know, they're, they're making, you know, cowboy coffee. Like they just, we wanted roasts that are just not fussy in that sense. Yeah. And while they're really tasty and yummy and you can, um, they have a lot of subtle nuances to them and we will be bringing out more. We have some single origins that we'll, you know, be revealing down the road. Um, 
you know, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm calling sort of like the 80% of people, you know, like they're not the bottom 10% and they're not necessarily the top 10%, you know, where you know, there's a lot of really great, phenomenal coffee brands out there like Onyx or whatever. And I feel like they're fighting for that top five or 10% of mm-hmm. coffee aficionados and snobs. And like, that's great if that's your palate and you want to be a Q grader and whatever and do all that thing. But like most people, I think, just want something that is reliable and tasty and warm or chill in their hand and um, and, and consistently good. So yeah, I think coffee is in the same place that maybe beer is. I'm, I'm going to want to talk about beer in a second, too. But I remember I had a, having a moment. I was at I was I forget where I was working, but I was on the East Coast and I was sitting outside. It was in New England in the summertime and we we're at a, having lobster rolls. And all I wanted, you know, and I, I like craft beers, all the different IPAs, the hazy. I, I think they're great. They're, I, I love a lot of them. And I definitely went through sort of my phase of being a bit of a beer snob. But I remember sitting there and this kind of hot, humid day eating, you know, great seafood outside going, I just really want a cold Budweiser in a bottle. You know, like just, And it's like that sounded better to me than anything else you could have given it to me, given to me in that moment. And I just realized like, yeah, okay, there's a place for everything, right? And like, yeah, sure. Do you want the the, the high-end frou-frou coffee? There's a pie place where like all those little notes that you want me to recognize in your blend and everything, will, I will pay forward. But to your point, I'd rather have almost like a workhorse kind of mentality, right? Something that's really good every time you have it, right? And isn't that exactly. kind of mostly what you want? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what most people want. That's what I want. Yeah. And, um, you know, I love going into... Um, a high-end, you know, third-wave coffee place and talking single origins and, um, you know, and talking to the barista about what I might expect or not expect or whatever. And that's that's really fun if I'm in that headspace where I really want to spend time. But oh, coffee, one of the best things that coffee is is a, is a social lubricant, is enabling people to have conversations and something to do while you're talking. And Right. You know, you're not you're not thinking about like, is this milk chocolate or chocolate? Is this, you know, or, you know, like you're not trying to distill those notes when you're having a conversation with somebody you haven't seen in a while. <laughs> you just want something that you're going to enjoy your cold Budweiser or whatever as you go through. Right. It. Right. So, you know, that I, that that was our goal. And I, I think that we've nailed it with these roasts. Well, you know, when it comes to adventuring, though. And I, so we can kind of move into that conversation. I think like if you think of the lengths that we go to to ensure that coffee is included in everything we do outside, right? I'm Two days, I'm leaving Wednesday. It's Monday today as we're recording this. I'm leaving for a bike packing trip uh, in Utah. And the biggest point of conversation around those of us going or anything kitchen related is coffee. Like no one cares about meals. It's what's everyone doing for coffee in the morning? You know, we're going to a place where we don't not gonna have, we have to carry all of our own water. So, you know, uh, how are we going to, uh, do we want to make room for a stove? Like, nah, you know, I'm just going to bring some Starbucks via and mix it with cold, with cold water just so I have coffee. That's the majority of the kitchen related conversation as we go off on this adventure. I mean, you've been in this game a long time, both as a participant in an outdoor media, and now you've started your own coffee company. Like, what do you think it is about the relationship between human powered adventure sports and coffee? Is it, is it specific or is it? Just like anything else in coffee, am I looking at it too much through our own lens, or is there a is there a real relationship there? Well, I think you could argue it both ways. I mean, coffee is you know happy bedfellows with just about any activity on the planet. So there's that. On the other hand, human powered adventure, you know, you you typically draw your you know your reserves down, <laughs> you know, below normal levels, <laughs> and you know, quite coffee, routinely, you know. Get, <laughs> It, it 
quite routinely and coffee gets you within sight of, you know, halfway to normal. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, people don't, I, I, well, it's probably there are some people who wake up in the morning and say, don't talk to me until I've had my first donut. But for the most, you have a lot more people who are like, you know, I can't put my boots on until I, you know, I've had my, like, I can't bend over and tie my shoelaces until I've at least had a coffee or two, you know I mean? Right. And right. so it's, the other thing too, is that, you know, adventure is, is we sort of, I typically think of it, you know, in terms of camping and bikepacking and, and all of those things, um, usually involves an element of roughing it, right? Like it is yeah. like, you're not, you know, you're, even if you're sleeping in your truck, you know, you're not sleeping in your bed at home or you might be sleeping on the ground or you might be on a bivy or whatever, you know? So you have left behind most of the comforts and a lot of your routine of daily life. Right. Right. And coffee, I think in that case stands out as, you know, in my case, coffee is one of the best parts of my day and I drink it I all day until, you know, about three in the afternoon. And then I kind of tap out. So um, no matter what I'm doing, I almost always have coffee in my hand and it is, yeah, it's a the addiction or compulsion, but it, it's, it, it, it's not, I'm joking, but I mean, it, it is, you know, it's a jolt of happiness, you know, it's a yeah. happiness that I carry around with me all day. And I think that when we're out there, whether it's like, oh God, my alarm's going off at two because I'm climbing Shasta, you know, or whatever. <laughs> right. It's the the coffee is is one of those is is one of the few elements that you have that actually is a comfort, is a pleasure, and also like yeah, gives you this jump start and you know gives you this caffeine boost to like get you back on the trail or get you back in the saddle when your ass is going. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you know, coffee, yeah. coffee is like, I mean, if you look at the Netherlands, coffee is kind of your best friend with adventure, right? It's, it's comfort, it's, it's motivation, it's pleasure, it's all of those things. And like, I, and Via is great for that, right? You know, like for me, yeah. when I'm, you know, like I throw ramen in a jet boil, you know, like I don't really care about the food. And But coffee is that thing, even coffee, like, you know, Via is, pretty crappy like but even that is better than nothing it's going to be a little while till we we bring it out the production process is a little bit long but we've worked with steeped to develop uh, an amazing tea bag style sachet with our mm. our house blend 72 and sunny and um it's going to be well i still have some from when we were doing our due diligence it's my mm. it's my go-to now for for camping of any kind and you know it's just a tea bag style and it's our That's roast great. there's nothing it's it's not the freeze dried we we did test some of the freeze dried it's a very intensive process um you end up with these crystals which are a lot like via and it's a couple steps removed from like a normal or i should say traditional brewing method whereas like with the tea bags it's nice it's complete it's simple it's clean it's compostable and it's just our blend and you can make it as strong or not strong as, as you want to. Um, and you could do it actually in a cold, like you could throw it in, in your bottle the night before and in the morning, like you'd have amazing cold brew coffee. Awesome. So um, I don't think, I think we're, where we're at with coffee technology, you don't really have to sacrifice as much. I mean, if you just want to rock the via, that's great, but you don't. You don't have to anymore. That's what I mean. Like the options are are great. It's a great it's a great time to be alive. <laughs> Just in terms, of, in terms of coffee <laughs> options, and I do think back to your point about kind of the kind of rugged nature of it. 
I, I had written down, do you do you think, do we all just want to be seen as, you know, the cowboys around the campfire or at the roadhouse in the morning, you know, looking steely eyed in the distance, raising the cup of Joe to our lips, you know, kind of like there's an element to that. There is something about and I think you mentioned it's the ritual. And I even tapped into this when I did my episode about Dawn Patrol, about kind of some of that is my morning routine is just that pleasurable to me that I don't want to, you know, fuck up, fuck it up by going off on the Dawn Patrol. It's like, nah, it's okay. I'll go mountain biking later. I'm good right now having my cup of coffee. You know, there's just something really just pleasurable about that routine. It is, it is. And it's, you know, it's, it's a routine that you can have, um, you know, multiple times a day. Right. So there, yeah. I think there's some things where you're, you're just not going to do them all day, you know, it, or it's a, special occasion kind of thing because of the cost or whatever. I mean, this is the brilliance of coffee. I mean, this is one of the things that I love so much about coffee is it's so intensely pleasurable. Mm -hmm. There's tremendous varieties of beans and roasts and brands. And so um, it's been fascinating to enter this industry and, and, you know, get to know it and talk to a lot of people in it and how much joy there actually is and happiness there is in the coffee world. And, it's not an easy world. I mean, coffee is a commodity, but right. it's, um, you know, people are, are just so excited about what they're doing and what, what they're sharing with one another. And there's that element of kind of breaking bread as you share coffees with right. people. And so, you know, I mean, one of the things I like about the having coffee as a component of adventure as sort of being unwilling to set it aside as you strip away those comforts of home because <laughs> yeah I, I do think it's nice to be it's, it's it's always fun to feel like you're core right you're it's like, totally. like we all we all like we all like that right i'm so core i'm sleeping in my serape you know on the on the ground whatever <laughs> you know and so i think there's this element like okay i'm just bringing beans and i'm just gonna chew them but at the same time okay <laughs> like as we as we go down that path from adventure newbie to maybe adventure enthusiast to adventure expert, we become um, aficionados of, of quality experiences, right? Like I can yeah. talk all day about the difference between 4% powder and 6% snow and 12% snow. And, you know, the not so nuances between 12 and four and whatever. And so on the one hand, it's like, yeah, we're willing to like give up all of these other things to chase these adventures and all these comforts, but we're really finicky about making sure that like, we're going to just the right place to bike pack or that we have our bike just dialed. And so I think that coffee, there's that element of it's like, okay, there's a handful of things that I'm not, I don't want to sacrifice on. Yeah. I, I may not am bringing my full, my French press or whatever, but I'm, right. I'm going to keep a certain level of quality to that. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like that. I like that you have some things that you're not willing to sacrifice entirely. And I think that we, we do approach that through our adventures. We are chasing these kind of high end um, experiences, even well, if they're rugged. So, you know, let's, let's pivot into, you know, talking about you know, long weekend, you know, adventure takes many forms, teaches us many things. I can't imagine where I'd be without having discovered these activities. Definitely wouldn't be hosting this show talking to you right now. Uh, you, you've, you've parlayed an active lifestyle and the creation of AJ into a brand new baby coffee business. So what was the journey kind of from inception to launch? So um, I've been looking at the coffee space for many years and um, Joni, my wife and I spent a lot of time 
um, out in the high desert Mojave uh, um, near Joshua Tree. And um, I think it is fair to say that it is grossly underserved for coffee. Um, there's one main coffee brand out there. It's actually the only brand that consistently gives me a stomach ache when I drink coffee. And so we, we started wow. looking at this thing. What are they doing wrong? And, um, <laughs> it's really, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm not going to, I won't go into the details on it. But yeah, I just felt like there, there might be an opportunity out in the desert. Right. And we, we're spending a lot of time out there. And, um, and so I just thought, you know, maybe there's something here. And so we, I started to put together a plan for, uh, you know, my working title was Mojave Coffee Company. And there are reasons why, you know, we didn't really want to go forward with that, that specific and have it be desert based. And um, one of the reasons why I saw a larger opportunity in the outdoor space, because I just, per the subject of this talk today, you know, I just thought, God, there's coffee is just such an integral part of this life that I've been this culture, outdoor right. recreation culture that I've been a part of. And yeah, there have been a few brands that have kind of coffee brands that have kind of come in, but nobody's really like come in with a, with a huge presence and whether long weekend ultimately is a huge presence or not, I don't know, but I just felt like, it seems like there's an opportunity to, to do something there. And um, I, I also thought more uh, about kind of where, the outdoor adventure culture is, I guess, from a zeitgeist zeitgeist mm-hmm. standpoint, from a kind of a psychological standpoint, spiritual standpoint, and also the world today. Like, where where are we in the world today, and what does the world need and want from its brands? And um, I don't think I'm, you know, this is <laughs> revealing any big secret to know that. A lot of people are struggling right now with issues of climate change and democracy and polarization in our country and extreme weather. And there's just all kinds of things. And in the media, you know, as somebody who's in the media, like the media is relentlessly negative. It's just exhausting. And I'm over it, man. (laughs) I'm over it. I'm done. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I just, it's, uh, I I just, I want to be happy and I are content. You know, even even in the adventure space, you know, there's a lot of you and I have talked about this and we've talked about it, you know, offline. We've talked about it in podcasts. There's a lot of um, sort of identity baggage and expectations that come along with yeah. um, going deeper into the adventure experience or like what your expectations are for yourself or, you know, what the people around you expect in terms of how, quote unquote, core you are or whatever. So, you know, I, I just thought. One, um, not going to do the desert coffee brand, want to do more general outdoor, want to do something that's happy, want to do something that's optimistic. And I don't ever do anything be- just because of the money, which is, you know, maybe starting businesses, that's a, a fault. But like, I wanted long, I want long weekend to be something that we can have a really nice um throwing up a little bit in my mouth here when I say content strategy. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to be a platform. I wanted to be a platform for something that is just not just about coffee. And right. so the name, our ethos, our saying, you know, what AJ are, are saying is the deeper you get, the deeper you get for Long Weekend. It's it's more weekend, please. Mm-hmm. And the name Long Weekend, the this Long Weekend is a, it's a special kind of freedom. And um, 
every time I say long weekend, I think long weekend, it makes me happy. It makes mm -hmm. me happy thinking about having at least three and maybe even four days with which I can just get away from my daily routines, from you know the stuff that sort of drags you down. And with three days, I can, if it's a road trip, I can go a lot farther. Right. Um, if it's backpacking, I can go deeper. If it's chilling around the house, I can have one day that is just like about riding hard and the next day is about recovery and the third day is about whatever. You know, three, the three or four days of a long weekend enable you to do all kinds of things. And if you want to like splurge on some like really amazing Airbnb, you can do that. Like you can do anything within three days, basically, or four days. There's so much that you can do. And so I, you know, when we started tapping into this concept around long weekends, I'm like, man, there's just... There's so much to unpack there and everything about it is beautiful. It's all right. wonderful when you think about that. And so, um, you know, it, what we're trying to do as we build out this brand is, is to um, create an image and an ethos that is really purely and unapologetically about happiness, optimism, not working, <laughs> about playing, <laughs> and about the joys of, um, you know, what I just keep coming back to is good, clean fun. Um, so, you know, that's like, if it's swinging in a hammock, it's swinging in a hammock. If it's floating in the ocean, it's floating in the ocean. If it's type three fun, it's type three fun. And mm -hmm. so, you know, whereas AJ is, um, you know, Venture Journal is, is much more kind of mountain-based and type three fun. Long Weekend is much more kind of coastal watery and and also you know unashamed to to embrace type one fun which the outdoor adventure culture often is right like yeah yeah for many years like car camping was kind of considered like uncore and soft and like you sort of like you didn't like really want to acknowledge it and obviously now it's booming and it's great because who cares like, i don't care how people recreate as long as they're right. doing it respectfully of other people and so long weekend i wanted something where i feel like you know we, we see the outdoor adventure culture in some ways struggling to move away from the skinny white guy on the top of the mountain as as the alpha experience right like all of our brands you know mountain hardware patagonia the like the north look at the names you know mountain hardware or the north face yeah yeah you know the north face is the so of their time of the yeah. right well and and you know and they're all i think given the roots of the outdoor industry as we know it coming out of the 70s and all of this stuff yeah it's it's a challenge for them to move away from these things because that's that's where their roots are. And I don't want to remake AJ or what it is. It is what it is and it's doing well as what it is. But I wanted to do something that I feel like doesn't come with that baggage, mm -hmm. that is accessible to a lot more people, that's happy and and not feeling like there's something, you know, uncool about being happy <laughs> yeah i mean, no, I mean that's the, the industry needs more i've said it on this podcast i think you and i spoke about it when uh when i was doing the pol the podcast for polar tech of that listen the the outdoors anything especially when i look at my kids i mean your kids are probably older than my kids but i imagine there's still an element of this with your kids is that anything that's outside is outdoor now that's sort of our interpretation of what outdoor is is out the window it is old guy on the couch stuff you know so it is not it is just go outside, have fun. You do you. You said that on uh, the last time you were on, like, hey, man, you do you. Right. And that is fair. That is a the sentiment I think we need in the outdoor space. And if it is just kind of always getting reduced to these hardcore kind of things, it's like, 
that's kind of uninteresting actually like what, what are we gonna how how much longer do we want to do this so to have a sort of a welcoming vibe or almost you know and i don't want to overstate what a coffee what a, what coffee can do but i mean i think we just spent you know the last 40 minutes kind of waxing poetic about our mutual love for coffee but if coffee can be the avatar for a welcoming space within outdoor you know pursuits and get pe more people outside doing interesting things and having fun out of doors that's a I'll sign me up for that i think that's that's generally going to create more good in the world than a lot of things could i guess if without I, I I maybe so. overstating it but that's how i i agree with you no I don't think you are. And, you know, I mean, there's a bajillion coffee companies and there's a lot, yeah. there's tons of great coffee companies. Right. So, you know, if you're looking at it from a business standpoint, then uh, why are you doing this again? Well, I was going to ask, how do you put on measuring success with that in mind? But I think you're, the ethos of the company stands apart in a lot of ways. I mean, that, you know, the consumer residence will be what it'll be, but you definitely are going into this knowing who you are. Well, yeah, we know who we are. We know what doesn't exist in the outdoor space. We we have some um, amazing partners that we're working with, and by the hopefully the third quarter, you know those tea bag sachets are going to be in rooms in all lodge camps. Um, we've nice. partnered. You can already find Adventure Journal in all lodge camp rooms, and Lodge Camp is they're a great lodging company. They've got. Um, an amazing ethos, an amazing philosophy. They are marketing directly to outdoor folks and, and enabling them to have adventures. So you can already find AJs that you get for free in their rooms and, you know, you're going to soon find long weekend in their rooms. And so, you know, we have a long runway for what we can do with long weekend. Nice. Um, you know, uh, my, my metrics for success are more, I feel like, um, you know, I, I don't want to overestimate our ability and underestimate the power of brand, but I, I, I feel that one, almost everybody loves coffee. And I feel that people are, are desperate for, you know, happy positivity, happy, positive messages in their lives that don't feel twee or dorky, you know, or contrived. And right. so, you know, we're early days, we threw the switch, you know, two weeks ago on, on long weekend. So we're very, very early days on this. But, you know, we're, we're planning um, on having a, you know, doing short films um, mm. about stories that are within our space. Um, we have not sent out our, our first newsletter yet, just because I want to get, you know, some a fair number of names on it before we do that on our list. But, you know, we're doing our newsletter is going to be all kind of story based and, um, you know, a stage of coffee, but mostly about things that we think with that are within this space that, right. you know, music, music, food, culture, health, you know, fun, just fun things, fun things, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Um, um, there will be people who discover Long Weekend that uh, have n no connection to Adventure Journal or the outdoor space. And there will be people that come from that way. But one of the things that I would like to be able to do with this is to through all of through you know social and our newsletter and all the, the branding is is to I guess to reclaim low threshold recreation I guess maybe if that makes sense you know I was I was thinking about this the other day so like travel magazines there's this is you know as as an editor I'm I'm always like looking at magazines and looking at media and like thinking about what's behind it and the decision-making process that went into choosing to do this story. And I'll like, take a travel magazine, like it, you know, something good, you know, like afar. Well, there's this unspoken 
expectation that you should be aspiring to these things that you want to go to, I don't know, San Tropez or Santorini or, you know, whatever it is. And there, there is an element of creating this sense that like, yeah, you, they're shooting on you, that you should do this sort of thing and by, by then putting that in yeah. front of you. And, and I think that, you know, this whole idea of aspirational media, it, it can be really inspiring, but it also can be debilitating because then you think that your life is not complete unless you've been to those places. Right. 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 And so, and I think that hopefully that this idea of like a, um, a lower threshold recreation level of happiness, finding it, I think is an important message for all of us that we don't have to be ultra athletes, that we don't have to, if you want to get on the top of Shasta, that's amazing, but your life is not incomplete if you haven't. We have a story in the next issue of the Venture Journal about a guy who, you know, set himself up to get on the top of the Grand Teton. He, he was like, this is the one big mountain that I was, mm-hmm. I'm going to do in my life. And then, you know, he had some challenges and he had to wrestle with sort of those expectations. I think you can have a really amazing life outdoors. It has nothing to do with getting to the top of the mountain. So I think that, and I, I think that we need to, reclaim this for back from media and back from the cultural uh, ethos and back from social media that, you know, like a a relatively short mountain bike ride and go to the beach with your kids and making pizza. Like that is an (laughs) ultimate day. Right. But like, right. not going to tell you that. Right. That is an ultimate day. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. So what do you want people to take away from the brand, you know, as it maybe relates to adventure or not, you know, all the things we kind of been chatting about today, how, do, how would, what, what's the big takeaway for consumers when it comes to long weekend coffee? Well, God, I, I mean, I would love it if they tried us. I'd love it if they learned about us, um, you know, long weekend coffee, um, you know, check out the newsletter, uh, you know, all that. I mean, our coffee, it's, our coffees are amazing. They stand up with anybody's. So, you know, if you want to give it a try, that's, that's great. I think the important thing though, and, you know, hopefully will people will be drawn to this. And as we establish the brand going, you know, as it becomes more mature and we have more of our storytelling out in the world is that people see what it's about. And I, I think the, this idea of, of reclaiming um, your own expectations or goals for recreation, you know, and for your relationships with people, I think that, um, the a lot of our internal you know dialogue or self-talk has been hijacked by the media you know and i think that it's created you know it's created a world like that you know from a you know consumptive standpoint is not very good but i think more important to like the individual something is really healthy for us it's not emotionally healthy for us and so i think that you know long weekend ultimately is about like you know the 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 freshness of like just going out and having your first adventure on a bike or whatever. It's about having three days off and how it makes you feel. It's about napping in a hammock, you know? And then, and so I, yeah, I I want people to buy our coffee. I want people to love our coffee and and all that, but, but, you know, even more so I want people to reclaim this for themselves that, you know, that we don't have to like, you know, go to San Tropez to like have the ultimate beach, you know, we go to Lake or pond or whatever. And, And so I think that if we, are kind of radical about reclaiming our optimism and our, you know, our local adventures and, you know, these lower threshold adventures, I think that we're all going to be a lot better off. And so, you know, yeah, I think that's it. You know, you don't, you don't want to look back at some point and like you chase these, the wrong thing. And I don't think you're going to get, it's not, you're not going to be, it's not the wrong thing to chase time with friends and having a coffee and be a chill. Drink coffee, go on adventures. There you go. There's there's the rule book. Yes. 
All right. Yes, more weekends. Steve, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Of course, Colin. Thank you. Big thanks to my guest, Steve Casimiro. Head over to longweekend.coffee to learn more about the brand and to order up a few bags of beans. My personal favorite is Secret Handshake. It has already become the go-to daily brew here at Rockfight HQ. Give it a try. You will not be disappointed. Hey, how do you feel about coffee? Are you more of a tea person? Perhaps you're a psycho who cracks open a Diet Mountain Dew at 6.30 in the morning. Send your comments and suggestions to myrockfight at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to The Rock Fight. I'm Colin True. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC.